How you doing? Fantastic. Fantastic. I hope you have a good day. Hope you have a better week. Mm, I hope your month is full of successful days and a lot of great ventures. I hope you just come up, brother. I hope your whole fucking year is spectacular. Oh, you hope my year is spectacular? Yeah. You got something? You got something? For next episode of One Gotta Stay. Uh, and I've realized as I've been on Bite Size Breakdown, I have yet to do an episode that has actually been strictly for the people we come to watch the movies for. They, they're maybe not the like top of top of superstar A-list, but there isn't gonna be a coin flip on whether or not they're gonna do their job. When you see them on screen, you can't help but yell, damn. I'm sorry, cause I, it was a so thought. Those are some good ass actors. I mean, they are distinctive actors with distinctive voices. And you know, sometimes they even do like different voices. Some, sometimes they do a fake Cockney accent. Sometimes they do a fake German accent. Sometimes they do this like weird lisp or stutter over their like regular Latin accent. I don't know. What I do know though, is if anybody ever says they can't act, I gonna have to walk away real slowly. Uh, otherwise I'm gonna like hobble somebody's foot or put them in some mince pies or yell off with their heads. Really, truly, these actors should just go to their desks, put their feet up on it, and tell them four words. Pay me my money. With that, for Paige, for Janine, for Taylor, and for all one word video, Drew, we are out of What up, family? It's your boy, Amaru. I think that's the most fun I've ever watched people backstage during the video. That was great. Me and DJ both went, show me my money. Immediately. We are back. It was so nice. I haven't watched the compliment uh, battle clip in a long time. So it was nice to, to see it again and feel it again and be back here with a lot of people that I absolutely love for the next episode of One Gotta Stay. I have not done a straight actor episode in a long time. If you go back to my original channel, Yuri Reviews, the very first one I did was Will versus Denzel versus Leo versus Papa Tom. And it was beautiful. And I was like, let me go back and do this again. Let me go back because it brings out the best in everybody. So today, my beautiful panel are talking about who I consider your favorite actor's favorite actors. We got one, Don Cheadle. Uh, Jesse Plemons, the creepy looking dude, the other creepy looking one, but always also beautiful, Kathy, uh, uh, not Kathy, I'm talking about Helena Bottom Cotter. Kathy Bates is also very beautiful. She's in this, and then you threw the Latino brothers down there, Benicio Del Toro and Javier Bardem. Uh, but that's not who you're here for, really. Really you're here for these, these beautiful people. The, the one to my left who cannot change her list. No. Not cool. Because she does it every time, no. Paige, my ride or die for these one gotta stays. How you doing? You know, swell. I mean, you probably saw me backstage. My dog like lunged at my face, and I was like, it made me bite my lip. But other than that, I'm swell. I'm very disappointed that I always have these last minute like ponders, and I'm like, oh my god, I need to change my list, and you won't let me. I think there should no, be like a like a ten minute penalty before the show that you can at least change one person. Except for the fact there. that I, I, I told you about this list like a week ago. You told me about it last year, actually, when time. we planned it. <laughs> but... Yes, last year, actually. Uh, but anyway, uh, on the other side of her, correct me if I'm wrong, but also one of the people on the very first episode of One Gotta Stay, and if not the first, one of the first couple, uh, Drew, Drew from Drew's Reviews, if you don't like look at her stuff on Instagram, also former Bite Size member, always a Bite Size uh, crew member, once a Bite Size crew member, always one. Drew, how you feeling? Good to see you back. Hey, thanks for having me back. I'm excited to be here. Um, I'm really interested in seeing how everybody else broke down their list or ranked their folks. Um, hopefully they align with my thoughts. If not, um, you guys have poor taste, but, <laughs> but <laughs> happy to be here. Thanks for inviting me, Rue. Uh, of course, always glad to have you. I'll let you know now you're going to consider a lot of people having poor taste. Um, <laughs> under, under Drew. Um, I'm not going to give anything away, but if you know, you know. Uh, DJ, my man. Look first time on, long time listener. Uh, if you haven't seen the Cinemojis episode or Cinemojis on Benny and Moose's channel, please go do that. Me and Marisol had a very great match on that channel. Uh, 
the survivor, as some people like to call him, David Jadoyan. <laughs> DJ, how you feeling, sir? Hell yeah, I'm doing fantastic, man. Now, like, like you said, man, that was a hell of a fun episode having you both on. It's still out there. Two weeks ago, just aired. You guys can check it out. Just Cinemojis, little emoji action with uh, movie trivia, which is a nice little thing. Glad to be on here, man. I've been watching this for a long time. I've been chomping at the bit trying to get on this show. So I appreciate the invite this time. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, you are finally do not have a game that you have to go play and, and like uh, check somebody. So just yes. use this to get your energy up for your game. I got it after this, actually. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Use that for the energy. But next next to him, uh, always my, my half-breed sister. <laughs> Love you so, so much. Marisol McKee. Marisol, how are you? Oh, spectacular. I don't have manic Mondays. I have marvelous Mondays and it is a marvelous Monday. It is. It is. It's a long Monday, but it's a marvelous one. Always great to have you on. And last That's but not true. least. It's my day off. I, I get it. I get it. I know your day's just starting. My, my week's just ending. <laughs> and last but not least actually is on with Marisol a lot because they have great conversations uh but i love having this man on always has a great perspective uh uh where oh oh i forgot your dog's name i am so sorry taco, taco. He's, he's, he's right there. there he goes was looking for taco as the seventh member of the crew uh lon harris how you doing sir? doing really well i'm like taco i'm i'm very relaxed just hanging out <laughs> All right. Well, let's let's get out of that and and let's just start. <laughs> yeah. No. Let's not just allowed start to. with everybody's like just. saw who's your number four? Ooh, jump right in. Oh, oh jumping right in, jumping right in. I didn't. <laughs> I didn't give them no warning, no nothing. Just, just who, who, who? Take a deep oh. breath. Take that drink. <laughs> you need water. <laughs> oh right, this is my water that I grabbed. Yeah, that was the water. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, my number four, I went straight for Miss Helena Bonham Carter. Um, she is the poster child for that that oddball, almost goth-like like female that you, that you just don't see enough of. She, she standardized that. I, it helps that she became Burton's muse for a stretch there. Um, but that lady always delivers. She always taps into that little, that little deeper, darker part um, that's in all of us and that we're oddly attracted to as Fight Club clearly showed us, you know, and then and then she turns around and she classes it up in the King's speech. The woman has, you know, indelible rage, range and rage and rage, <laughs> and rage even in CG form as we Good saw in Alice in Wonderland. Yeah, yeah. She's got it going on and. She is she is wonderful, but I do think there are stronger people on this list. But I have to acknowledge her role and her impact here. I was gonna ask. This sounds like you're presenting her as your number one. I mean, I'm always the classy one. There's not a weak yeah. There's not a weak person in this batch. There's nobody. Look, there's been some of these where I'm like, that what what why are they here? No, and and no, she. I wouldn't be mad if anybody puts her higher. I'm not gonna be mad at it at all. This this lady deserves some respect. All right. She's been an unsung actress, unsung hero, and she's my number four. She, she does. Deserve That's how respect. that math breaks out. That, that does. Uh, she does deserve respect, but unfortunately, she is also my number four. Is there anybody else who has? No, you can't. <laughs> and Paige. Paige, I'll let you go first. Uh, 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 why is Helena your number four? Well, dude, I messed up because now I want to move her up. Or maybe down, but I want to move her up. <laughs> I wish I had some time to change my list. No, I mean everything what that Marisol just said. She is she's such an underrated phenomenon that she kills it in everything she's in. I mean, like Fight Club is one of David Fincher's greatest films. She is such a presence in the Harry Potter films, and she just like radiates anything that she has like off the screen, whether it be like in Corpse Bride and she's doing voiceover work or anything. She always has this presence with her. And that's why this list was so hard because all of these people are such like great talents and they all have such a wide range of like filmographies that I just didn't know where to put who and what. But for me, I went with kind of possibly more stature when it came to my list. So that's why she's at my number four. But I mean, she kills it in everything she's in. She's fabulous. She she does. Uh, but I'll, I'll tell you this: outside of Harry Potter, there's not really anything that I'm in love with in terms of her movies. Fight Club. There, there I saw Fight Club. Fight Club was cool. 
I mean, like Fincher's fine. Sometimes he's great. Sometimes, but I, I'm, eh, my club is cool for me. I, I'm not that big of a big big. Uh, I don't like much of Burton I stuff. Hear a guy say that. <laughs> I don't like much of Burton stuff. King's speech was great. I actually like Anola Holmes. That was the other thing that stood out for me. It's hard to get rid of her because he is such a standout and so amazing. But really, like. The people in front, they have things that, like, it's hard for me to say with my Hufflepuff little jacket over there. There are things that I am keeping because I still have Prisoner of Azkaban without her there. Uh, so uh, unless I'm tripping, you still got the best film in the entirety of the series. So I'm good with that because uh, I got other things I'm saving. Uh, this was just a, a you had to get cut because the people in front of you got things I love way, way, way more. One thing I would jump in, like we're we're talking about a lot of the more recent stuff. She was in a lot of like classic period pieces in like the eighties and nineties that haven't got. I just I just want to mention like stuff like she's in that Mel Gibson Hamlet. She's Ophelia in that, and she's really good. Howard's End, uh, Room mm-hmm. with a View in back in I think eighty five or eighty six, and she's the bride. She's Elizabeth in uh, Mary Shelley's Frankenstein. That Kenneth Branagh mm-hmm. Frankenstein, which I think is really. I mean maybe not the greatest Frankenstein adaptation, but visually very cool. And she's great in that role. So it, they're like, we're all, we're so, fo- so focused on like the modern, like post fight club era. I did just want to shout out, like without saying where I ranked, they're like, that's none, of that, helped, want to none of that helped the case for me. None of that helped anything how for me. Zen? You don't like how it's in? No, everybody. Not at all. It got, that movie got tagged like, Oh, it's the boring, like it's so serious and it's like the you know, ponderous and for like, you know, old people or whatever. But that movie's that movie's great. It's worth it's worth going back and checking out. Now Lon was like, let me spit my schmodown knowledge real quick. Bring it back to the eighties and nineties. Well, that's her pin and gems. <laughs> like uh, that's that's like that's like I think the first like half of her career now. Mm-hmm. Like the second half is like the mm-hmm. sweetie Todd, the Potter, you know. I agree. All right, well, if, if nobody else has anything on, on Miss Carter uh, at the moment, we're going to move it on to uh, DJ. DJ, who is your number four? My number four is going to be Kathy Bates. Uh, got her kind of like in the middle of the group. Same thing. It's kind of, you know, great performances. Every time you see her, uh, you got uh, Misery. Thank obviously. you. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> <laughs> the Howard Zen Defender. I appreciate it. <laughs> You got Misery, I think, honestly, like you said, just one of her best performances out there. Just just really creepy character and just something that sticks with you. Um, you got Titanic, obviously, another classic. Uh, for me, another favorite, though, is The Waterboy. Now, I know it's kind of like one of those dumbass movies, yeah. but like the way that she just plays, yeah, there you go. So with the way that she plays that character, like you just lock in and she's kind of got that Misery vibe, but with like the comedic twist, which is kind of funny. So, you know, nothing too crazy for me outside of those, which is why I kind of have her like right in the middle. I'd have to agree, but she is in a whole lot of stuff. And, and I, I'm with you. Waterboy is one of my favorites. Um, if you have not seen Are You uh, There, God? It's me, Margaret. Mm-hmm. One of the best movies of, of, of last year. She is great in that. And that movie is great. Um, I absolutely love it. Does anybody else have uh, Miss Kathy Bates at their number four? I did not, but if I could redo my list, I would put her at number four. Okay. Okay. That's good to see whether or not that's like farther down or higher up. <laughs> Interesting. Interesting. We will see. Uh, well, then we'll, we'll keep it moving. Lon, yeah. Lon, what's your number four? Uh, I have Javier Bardem as my number four. Ooh. These are Ooh. six great actors. But I have to say, pound for pound, if you're looking at the whole career, the, the standout performances, I, I, I was able to find three people that I thought had more standout performances. I will say Live Flesh, uh, the uh, Moldavar uh, collaboration, that one's amazing. No Country for Old Men, obviously, the iconic villain role in one of my favorite recent sort of more second era Cohen uh, sort of period. Uh, I do like, I mean, I don't think Skyfall is one of the best Bonds, but I do think he's he's a standout Bond mm-hmm. villain in it. Uh, loved him in, in Dune. I think he's like a perfect Stilgar. Uh, loved that whole take. Uh, and the last one I will point out as a Javier Bardem performance and movie, I really liked it. Most people I think don't appreciate Ridley Scott's The Counselor, which is a very <laughs> hyper stylized, <laughs> very weird, very dark, like fucked up kind of movie but man it, it once you once you sort of get into its weird rhythm it is so cool it is so bleak and bardem is just absolutely killing it it's a really funny weird he's he's making 
like one of those things that you always appreciate is it's not only like he's good, he's he's believable and he's realistic in his performances, but he's always making interesting choices, like things you wouldn't necessarily expect. And he's doing a weird voice in that way. Like everything about that movie is like too much. They 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 put a little too much on top of it, uh, but in a in a fun way that I really appreciate. My question now is, what are you considering the the better uh, Bond movies besides like Casino Royale? Like of all time, but, uh, or, 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 or just or just from the just from the uh, Daniel, Daniel Craig era. Either either because Skyfall is like top two James Bond film I've ever seen. I, mean, I, all of them. I like No Time to Die. I like I think I like all of them except Quantum of Solace more than Skyfall. I like Skyfall has scenes I like, but I don't know. I don't really it really holds together. And I think there it was too much like in that post Dark Knight where everybody wanted to do their own like Joker. And so they give him this like crazy <laughs> Joker plot. And if you really start to break that, like none of that movie makes a lick of sense. I don't know. It's, it's, it's really beautifully shot. And I think that that kind of, that's what people remember more than like the movie. But in terms of all time Bond movies, like there's a ton that I like Goldfinger and You Only Live Twice and Moonraker and like oh, look, all, all, a lot of that. From Russia with Love, sure. Yeah. All, all of those. All of those. They Even Her Majesty's together. Secret Service, I really like. I am that happy to I hear remember. you make the comparison. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Uh, yeah, a lot of a lot of the sixties, the sixties Bond is where it's at. That's what that's what I'll I will. I mean, yeah, I celebrate like all of the Conneries um, and and most of the yeah. wars. If I'm being honest, yeah. But um, I'm happy you made that comparison to Dark Knight. That's that's about that is uh, so Skyfall. true. Yeah. Skyfall, because I've always thought that kind of just pulls down the third act of that movie for me. I'm like, this is a deeper, but we're not here to talk about that. That was just my little, like little cosine right off there. Just, just it's like, it's great the first time you watch it. And then like the, by the second or third time through Skyfall, I started to be like, wait a minute. Oh, <laughs> I don't know. Whereas like Spectre, the first time I watched it, I was like, I don't know about this one, but the more I watch it now, the more I like it. So I don't know. Not bad. Not bad. Drew, you, you, you are the, you will. You are the last one. One you could give your your James Bond uh, ideas, but do you also have uh, uh, Javier at number four? Do you have somebody else? I have somebody else. I have somebody else that, again, if I could redo my list, I would <laughs> put them. Stick to your guns. Stick to you your know, guns. I was just in the moment. I was like, oh crap! I forgot to send this to him on Saturday. It was Sunday morning, so I just kind of picked some folks. Um, so my number four. I'm really kind of embarrassed to say it was my emotional attachment to my childhood favorite movie, which was like Mike. So I did put Jesse as number four, but again, as I reflect, he deserves to go a lot higher. Like when I think about it from the things that I've seen of him, he's never really been like a main character. Like he's always kind of like the, the side nice. guy, the bad guy, you know. I did like him in um, Killers of a Flower Moon recently. I am really looking forward to him being another side character again in Silver War that will be coming out this year. Um, but it was just my emotional attachment to him as a child. It's not even him. It was Bow Wow. And he just happened <laughs> in a movie that had Bow Wow. But um, Jungle Cruise, I love a lot. But as I reflect on all the movies that he's in that I love, it's really not because of you. Um, so he deserves to go a little, is it higher or lower? He doesn't deserve number four. He could have been like five or six um, for me, but at the time I was all like, you know what? He He's a staple of my childhood. So let's put him in. You know, game we, gotta like Mike, we, we gotta like Mike shout out. I am good with a like Mike shout out. I, I will say, I did feel like it was a little unfair to Mr. Plemons because he's up again. He's the youngest guy on this list by a considerable degree. And so he just has less, he's had a lot less time to, to you know, he's like just fewer at bats at this point <laughs> than someone like like a Don Cheadle or Kathy Bates. I mean, we're talking about yeah. Benito Moro. Like they're going back to the 80s, a lot of these guys. And so, yeah. you know, when you're talking about that, that span of a career, you know, Plemons, like, doesn't go before Friday Night Lights, right? I guess like Mike, you know, like he was a child right, in right. that era. Mm -hmm. So I don't, I don't know if it's a hundred percent fair. I, I feel like that that's going to impact where he lands for a lot of us. Well, oh, yeah. well a, a lot of people like have been asking me twenty years from now, he'd probably be number one on a lot of these. And, and that's the thing. A lot of people have asked me, well, what's this have to do with each other? Look, these again are your actors who can do absolutely everything and i always get one wild card in there and i was like you know what let me let me joe Je throw jesse some love because in 20 years from now he's gonna be in the same spots the rest of them are and that's why i have yeah, that's I why know. i added him here yeah. yeah uh so with that everybody's number fours 
Um, so we have uh, me, Paige, and Marisol all had uh, Miss Bonham Carter out. Uh, sorry, uh, Bellatrix. Uh, Lon got rid of Javier. Uh, DJ uh, did not want Miss Baytier. And then uh, the like Mike Love uh, or not Love, I'm not sure, uh, goes to Drew with Jesse Clemens being her number four. Uh, but you know what? Let's just keep that love going because DJ, you're number three, sir. Well, we were just talking about it. My number three is Jesse Plemons. Um, Keep it going. So we were saying very like shorter filmography compared to the rest of these people. But it's like one of those things where every time you see this guy, you kind of get this smile on your face because you know you're going to get a great performance, something memorable. I mean, Game Night alone, only <laughs> only this guy can have a quote like, how can that be profitable for Frito-Lay? Make it like into the zeitgeist of funny ass quotes that you can ever hear. Um as far as like even serious roles, like in uh, was it Black Mass, uh, American Made, like he's playing maybe a federal agent, things like that. He brings a little bit more of that gravitas. He grounds it a little bit more. Um, just overall solid actor and kind of in the middle. Same thing. Not too big of a filmography, but kind of like you said, rising up there. Give him give him another decade. And he's definitely going to get up higher on lists for sure. The only issue with Jesse uh, getting rid of him is he is by far the scariest thing that Breaking Bad has ever produced. And not having Breaking Bad anymore is a very, very, very harmful thing. Um, he's not it. my number three. Ooh, you, you, you got to get up on that, sir. But I, I also have TV shows I haven't seen. <laughs> it. He's not my number three. Is he anybody else's number three? No. So you know what? Let's keep it moving. We're, we're going no through this what? quick. Lon, Lon, who is, your, who, who is your number three? Uh, Kathy Bates coming in at number three. I, I mean, I, I would echo what, what a lot of people already said. I actually was going to highlight The Waterboy, which I know it is a silly movie, but she she's doing that. She's committing 100 percent like she's not acting in that movie like it's That's a mama. Dumb Adam Sandler movie. <laughs> she's giving the same performance she would be giving in a drama. It just happens that the material is funny. And, and that those are the best performances in comedy. So I do think that's noteworthy. The, the three I was really going to highlight misery, obviously, an all time horror villain, a classic sort of character, one that they talk about remaking. But you're like, who else could? I do think Kristen Wiig would be who I would cast, but who else could really Ooh. step into that Annie Wilkie's kind of role? I, it would be really hard. Um, Dolores Claiborne, a really yes. another, a very yes. underappreciated Stephen King adaptation. Yep. Uh, and then uh, About Schmidt, which is not maybe my favorite movie, but her performance and Jack Nicholson's performance, like completely unimpeachable, like brilliant, two of the best performances in any Alexander Payne thing ever. So, uh, you know, three all-timer performances put her in third place, but only because the people I have in top two are, are so ridiculously stacked. Their filmography, like, what are you going to do? Yes, hundred percent. Anybody else have Kathy Bates at their number three? I do as well. Pretty much like was what? she moving to? Was she moving to? No. Well, I was going to put her possibly at four, and then switch Helena with like switch them to. You're going to flip, but her. I'm satisfied with what I did. I, I'm I'm sticking with my guns, but yeah, no, I love Kathy Bates. I mean, I'm a huge horror fan, so like Misery and Dolores Claiborne, love those films. I mean, she's in Titanic. She's in like P.S. I Love You. She's like in such Titanic, like such random Midnight uh, in Paris. <laughs> yeah, like pops up randomly everywhere. Yeah, that's the thing. She pops up randomly everywhere, and I just couldn't. It sucks that she couldn't make my number one because she's in so many great films and she always brings such a stellar performance and she's always, she's such like, just amazing. She's mama. Like she's just always, you just want to hug her when I feel like when you see her on screen, rather, no matter what character she's playing. And it just sucks that she had to make it to my number three. But I mean, I love her. She's amazing in last year's Are You There, God? It's Me, Margaret. So I'm, yes, I'm satisfied keep, with keep, keeping her keep, at three. She just keep spreading love to that movie. Keep spreading love to that movie. Uh, when she popped up, I was like, "Oh yes, of course." Um, I, 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 I'll tell you this: a lot of those movies you mentioned, I haven't seen. Um, so that kind of sucks. But you know what? What I have Dolor seen, Dolores Claiborne is like massively underseen. I, I think like it's yeah, one of those it big gaps that like random '90s movies that just didn't, for whatever reason, like break through the zeitgeist and like. Gen Z didn't ever get on board for it, but they, they sh you should, Gen Z. Should. Yes, and the Stephen King adaptation, so y'all should. Right, I feel like a lot of these Stephen King adaptations have now kind of had their, like Pet mm -hmm. Cemetery wasn't necessarily hugely talked about when I was young, but now I feel like everybody's gone back and seen Pet so, Cemetery. I mean, they're remaking them every other year, so yeah, that's why. Like, <laughs> there's like eight prequels now. Yeah. yeah. 
Is uh, Dolores Claiborne one of Stephen King's horror things? I mean, it's like horror. Yeah. It's like horror. Yeah, it's like horror yeah, I don't know about all that. <laughs> yeah, it's horror. It's, it's not like it's more like horror. it's more like Stand by Me. Like yeah. it's like it's like it's like thriller okay. aspects, more but like not a weird thriller. Yeah, yeah. There's something thriller and then and ominous hanging over it, but nothing but not like straight it, horror. where it's yeah. like demon yeah. clown from yeah. space or anything. <laughs> Adam with the puns Spoiler. about Schmidt is about <laughs> great job. Spoiler great job, it. sir. Sorry, sorry. Great job. <laughs> um, so for me, my number three. Here's the deal. My top three um, have a lot of my absolutely all-time favorite movies ever. I'll tell you this. Number one was easy. 100% easy. And then after that, it got, like, real, real tough, especially between two and three. Um, but now number three, we've talked about it already, is Javier as well, unfortunately. Um, Scott, him, I rewatched Skyfall pretty recently, and he is absolutely brilliant in that film. Um, here's what dragged him down. Uh, it's, that, it's that thing called Pirates. And that dead men who tell no tell failed. Who remembers that movie? Come on now. I do, unfortunately, because I have to watch it. I will tell you, it's better than on Stranger Tides, and I love his performance in it because it's Javier Bardem. Just him going Jack Spaddle, just that the the lisp and everything. He's great. He's great. I love Javier. Uh, but that brings you down, and and you don't have the things the other two people have on top of you. So for me, Javier uh, got weighed down. Uh, with uh, Barbosa, just like at the end of that movie. Um, <laughs> that movie's been out a long time. No spoilers there. But does anybody else have Javier Bardem? I do three? at number three, but I still think mm-hmm. you're waiting that a fifth Pirates movie a little too hard here in the situation. Um, but I will say this. Look, it's all it's all about where your entry point is for this people. And the first time, I didn't know who Javier Bardem was until I saw a movie called Collateral. And there's a scene in the middle of the movie where hurts my heart. Where Jamie Jamie Ugh. Jamie Fox goes into this nightclub, and there's this smooth mofo sitting on the couch, looking at him and talking <laughs> in this place. I was like, "Who is this man?" I was like, "Who is this person?" Beautiful. And and what is this effect? And and why is he sinister and sexy at the same time? And 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 that was Javier Bardem. That was the first thing I'd ever seen him in. Um, and that is the most like magnetic completely like captivating scene in, in a movie full of amazing scenes and it was just all from there and then and then he was Anton Chigurh like a couple years later he was the most terrifying person in the world and then the next year he was the sexiest person in the world in Vicky Cristina Barcelona and mm. I just can't keep up with this man I it is like it is it is it is overwhelming to go to have that much range as an actor, like to to be the leading man or just to completely steal a movie in like a supporting role in a scene. Javier Bardem does that. I still haven't seen Beautiful yet, but that is yeah, one I was that is to see. one I want to see. For sure. um, uh, that one was always on my radar, and he he's wild. Even like you said, Lon, even in something like The Counselor, where his that 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 spiky hair and that crazy ass attitude and those terrible shirts. Like he still is so a hundred percent committed. And the most recent thing I can think of that I was just maybe hold against him is he can't, he he's his commitment is there, even though he can't do everything. Like I thought he was a little underwhelming in the being the Ricardo's movie. Um, um, Because I just, I just think that was more, but I'm not going to get too hard on him because I just think he was miscast. I just, I just, I just, I think that he was the best part of it. Um, but I do think that it kind of hurt his, 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 it kind of took off a little chip on his versatility meter for me. Um, but I am going to put this man at number three, you know, I love him. This is like splitting hairs when we're getting to this point. Um, and this man means a lot and I won't blame everybody, anybody for having him hire. Um, but there are a couple people who I just think just are a little bit more. There is uh, there's, there's, a, there's a 1993 Spanish movie called Golden Balls that has both Javier Bardem and Benicio del Toro in it, so very appropriate for the show. Uh, I don't think it's available to watch anywhere in this country at this point yet, at all, so I don't even know why I'm telling you about it. But please do not it. even tell me the plot. I just want to imagine what Golden Balls is no, about. Just leave exactly, it. Just leave it, it is please. what you're thinking. Oh my gosh. <laughs> he plays a very, like, he's a very arrogant construction worker who dreams of becoming an architect, and the building he wants to build is a huge like skyscraper that's modeled on his genitals uh and so he's like the movie is it's wow. a comedy. and the movie is him like chasing this dream by like trying to 
womanize his way up the ladder to like earn more money and like become a big <laughs> shot so we could build this building. And it's a great performance from like a young, it's like a to you know, cause it's like that young brash. He was still making movies in Spain at that point. So Americans really like Hamon Hamon is another one for the same filmmaker, Vegas Luna. And Americans just haven't seen that side of him. And it's also great. There was a whole career in Spain before he came over. Yeah. Your yeah. your Google uh, algorithm is going to be real weird with that that search. It yeah. just is. <laughs> it's it's like huevos de oro in Spanish. <laughs> that sounds great. Uh, Adam Collins, you're watching. Just make sure that Marisol never ever ever meets Javier Bardem. Uh, ah. probably probably won't, don't have anything on Adam whatsoever. Drew, you also exactly. have Javier as your number three. Yeah, he's actually Coyote, a person that I have not watched too much of his, um, you know, of what his work or his performances. And it's funny that she brought up being the Ricardos as like a, a ding on his, like, you know, on him. Because for me, that was one of the first times that, like, you know how you see a movie and you see somebody you're like, wow, you were amazing. And then you go look them up and you're like, oh, I have seen you in like X, mm -hmm. Y, and Z and like other movies and things like that. But I just, I was so in love with what he did in um, being the Ricardos um, that to me, he had to be number three. Like that performance alone for me was like, your range is there. If this is how good you are 100%. in this, I need to go watch some of the other things that you have been in. Um, Skyfall, I liked him in that. Doom, like you guys mentioned, I liked him in that. I didn't really like him in The Little Mermaid, but it, or maybe I just didn't like The Little Mermaid. So I don't really know what's up with that, but I, I need to go look at or watch some of his older stuff because I think that he's a phenomenal actor and that performance alone is like got him to number three for me. A hundred percent. It hurt my soul getting rid of Collateral because it's one of my favorite movies ever. Mm -hmm. uh, I think it's Tom Cruise's best performance uh, mm -hmm. and Jamie Foxx's best performance. Dual nominated Jamie Foxx that year. So, so damn good. Uh, but that's everybody's three. So just quick recap. Um, me, Marisol, and Drew had to get rid of the apparently sexy as hell and versatile Golden Balls looking dude, uh, Javier Bardem. DJ got rid of Jesse Plemons and Paige and Lon uh, got rid of Mama uh, uh, Mama Boucher uh, with Kathy Bates. Um, so with that, before uh, we get into uh, our uh, uh, ones and twos, um, make sure you go to my size breakdown, please. Uh, we are rolling back into uh, the year. Just got done with a lot of our awards coverage. Uh, watch me, Paige, and Nick talk about uh, the Oscars and the Emmys. Uh, we'll have another one coming up when the Oscars get closer. Um, we have a new top five coming out pretty soon on the best original songs uh, for movies. I have my own thoughts on what our list is, but I'll <laughs> leave it at that. Uh, and uh, we also, my, my, I am so damn happy because Percy Jackson and the Olivians is an actual competent thing on television now. And our review for that is coming out. If you have not watched it and you love Percy Jackson, if you love Harry Potter, Percy Jackson is for you. I promise you, please forget about those movies. Go watch that show. Uh, go read the books. And then go see our reviews. It's coming out fairly, fairly soon. Uh, so, but as we keep going, we're going to have to unfortunately put somebody at five and six. So uh, let's just kind of see who that ended up being. So for me... Um, I unfortunately had to get rid of Jesse and Kathy at five and six. Uh, I looked at Kathy and I said, um, you got the water boy. You got, are you there? God, it's me, Margaret. And as, as Lon brought them up, not much else stuff that I remember. I just know she's amazing. There was a television show where she was like a lawyer or something way back when that got canceled too soon that I really liked. But there was nothing much after that. And then Jesse Plemons, yes, he is a he is a product of not being around too damn long, but he will climb up the ranks for a long, long time. Uh, after that, Paige, what the fuck are you doing? Can you tell <laughs> me what the fuck you're doing? I look like the racist one in the group. Um, wow. <laughs> no, I mean, all right, listen, I just went with, I went with watchability, like the films I watch most. And I guess I just don't watch that many Don Cheadle movies. I'm not the biggest MCU fan. Yes, I've seen all of the films, but like I really like don't like I would have rather kept Terrence Howard as uh Ooh, whatever. That's, oh that's racist. That's the racist Ooh. thing. <laughs> <laughs> 
calling me out, guys. God damn. Only I can do it. No. Um, and then they're kind of the same thing, though, with Jesse Plemons, though. Um, I've never seen him really lead a film yet. <laughs> Jesus. Oh, God, guys. I can't even defend that. Um, I'm not neither right now, guys. Um, no, this is Jesse Plemons, though. He is so young still that he doesn't have such a wide filmography like the others yet. He hasn't grown into the stature of like a leaning man yet. Um, so that's why he lands there. But I mean, Game Night, I freaking love that movie and I love his character in it. So that's why he got a little bump over Don Cheeto. I'm sorry, Don. Uh, I do love you. But okay. yeah, I kind of would have right. rather had Terrence Howard stick yeah. sure. with that character. Sure. Marisol Denicio. Ooh. Yeah. Yes, yes. Yeah, that's a hot take. You guys are calling me out. What hot take? Yes. No, I just, I, 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 I mean, a lot of these, a lot of these, I'll, I'll defend them. It's not because, it's not because I thought Benicio was, it has, there's nothing to really hold against him. It's just that I thought that the other four people were stronger to put at the top. Look, I've always thought that Benicio is just like Puerto Rican Brad Pitt. Like I know, I know that that's that's it's a really easy easy comparison to make. Um, I remember him getting like minced up in a what is it, Living Daylights, one of the Timothy Dalton Bonds, like mm -hmm. way way back that one. in the it's day. It's license yeah. to kill. It's license, license to kill. kill. Is it license to kill? Thank it you. Is, it is it is actually license to kill. So that's fair. Yeah, one of the two of them. Um, and guy has come a long way, kind of kind of defying defining I love seeing people grow in their career and one of my favorite things about Benicio is his sensitivity he's one of those actors that kind of leads with anything else is is his sensitivity his quiet rage his his depth his silence one of my favorite performances is that Halle Berry movie he did um uh things we lost in the fire from the 2000s and of course he's he's of course you can't deny traffic um but you know as as much as I like him he didn't he didn't exceed the other people that I had hired there. You know, I, I no disrespect to Mr. Del Toro, but, but, you know, and I haven't seen no sudden move, which is also starring two people. Yeah. Which is also starring two it's people good. on our list today. Yeah, so well, maybe that would have kind of tipped the scale mm -hmm. a little bit, you know, but, but it was all just comparing them and Benicio had to just keep just out of the top four. Um, and Jesse Plemons for all the reasons that we said in number six, um, all these people, he's, if we rated all these people at the point that he is now in his career, it, we would be saying kind of the same things. We would be putting them at the bottom of the pack. So Jesse Plemons for all the reasons we said, no, just no disrespect. Just, you don't qualify yet for some of the accomplishments as other people on this list have. Mm -hmm. Very true. Very true. Mm -hmm. Um, so next. He he is not like he's he he stars and everything, but he hasn't been he hasn't he hasn't given me quite that signature or that standout like all time performance yet. He will, I know he will. He's just been reliably good in Oscar winning projects. Mm. Lon, uh, uh, Helena, oof, what are we doing here? <laughs> uh, I mean, I think like we've talked our way through it. I feel like Helena Bonner Carter has a, a a good spread, like a lot of different eras and and good performances, but. I, Nothing to me that was the standout of, of some of the people that I ranked higher. Uh, and a lot of these movies, she's like a she's the supporting role, like in Hamlet or in Frankenstein or even in Fight Club, which I don't know if it holds up that well. I would say from the Burton era, I think Sweeney Todd is a standout. I don't I don't mm -hmm. really like a lot of the things about that adaptation, but I think she's amazing. Like mm -hmm. she's my favorite part. And I, you know, I mean, like she's a reliable player in like a an ensemble like the the Potter movies or all those Burton movies. But I don't know, like not as many you know, absolute classic bangers as some of the other people on this list. And then Plemons, like like we said, I think there's a lot of great performances. Nobody's highlighted, I'm thinking of ending things here, uh, that Charlie Kaufman movie that they did for Netflix. Fantastic movie. Mm -hmm. He's really good in it. It's really weird, and it kind of takes a while to sort of dig into it and figure it out. But once you once you get into it, uh, terrific. And also Judas and the Black Messiah, he's really good. Yes. There that is. One too. It's kind of like the... Like he's not the central figure; he's just kind of the shady FBI guy or whatever. But uh, mm -hmm. he invests it with like you really feel like a lot of just under the surface, like menace. Like this is not this guy doesn't have your best interests in mind, but without really, but he's playing very nice. Uh, and so there's there's a lot of layers going on there. But you know, like it just he's only really been doing it and making great movies for 10, 12 years now. And I just a lot of these guys have long legendary careers by now. They, they do, they do. Uh, DJ, 
You you put both of them down there, fam. Both of them. Ooh, hurts my heart. Hurts my heart. You do not like sexy Latino men, I guess. <laughs> not quite my type, personally. <laughs> <laughs> no, honestly, it's for me. It was. It came down to like um, filmography. Obviously, is gonna play a big part. But like Benicio, I'm never really like generally wowed by his performance in films. Like. I like him in Snatch. I like, obviously, Sicario is the big one uh, for a lot of people. I actually first remember seeing him in The Fan, which I am a big fan of that dumbass movie. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> the Star Wars uh, thing, the, the MCU thing, like just the choices that he made with those characters, just really, I'm not a big fan of those. And they really hit, hit hard on, as far as bringing him down on the list for me. And then Javier Bardem, same thing. It's like there's only a handful of his roles that I like will go back and read like no country for old men obviously is an all-timer as far as performance and then outside of the the skyfall thing which you kind of touched upon with the whole dark knight comparison for me he kind of just is middle of the road to you know lower tier compared to the rest of these actors for me so that's why I got him there all right, all right. and then uh last but not least Drew yeah no love for Kathy or Benicio I mean, there's love for them for sure. But when I think about like actors, when I was looking at this list, like rewatchability for me is really, really big. And I'm never sitting on my couch and like, let me throw on a Kathy Bates film or a Delta Rio film. But that's just me, you know, and kind of like what I enjoy watching. I'm big on like fantasy, sci-fi, all those kind of things. Um, and if they are in those kind of films, I haven't seen them yet. So for me, it was just about rewatchability and the films that they have that I actually just enjoy watching. Like, yes, great performances, but a lot of great one-time watches for me. Um, for Kathy, like the only movies that I throw on of hers that she's in is like The Blind Side, which is a controversial film these days. I That's one of my favorite films to just throw on, one of my favorite white savior um, movies. So I really yes. enjoy that one. <laughs> Titanic, of course, that one's really hard to get rid of. But outside of that, like, it's just not films that I gravitate to personally. So you're not a Last Jedi fan, I'm assuming. I hate Star Wars. What? Hey, Why? hey, that, like, that's, that's, that's a take that I, I, I will give you. I, I never liked them when I was older and it's like, okay, let me try to get into Star Wars. I don't fall asleep in movies. I like two times, I can't even tell you which ones, but like I fell asleep <laughs> in those two. So like, Star Wars is just not for me. Even as like Page. a sci-fi fan, it's just, you know, and then it's all like out of order and stuff. Like what is going on? I want to show off my Star Wars tattoos then. Paige is going to pass out. Oh, all right. So with that, let's get into the meat of things. The numbers for who was saved. One person kept Kathy Bates. One person kept up uh, Bellatrix, Helen hey. Bob Carter. Two people kept Don Cheadle. You should know who that is. And two people kept Benicio Del Toro. Because, my gosh, uh, you're a black man with a Chinese restaurant on Crenshaw. Don Cheadle is the man. You don't even got to include. Don't even got to include the MCU. You have all of Oceans. You have freaking Rush Hour 2. You have Hotel Rwanda. And then Throwback Roadie in there. This was the easiest Thing I really just uh, wanted to pick up Don Cheadle. You're leaving, you're leaving a lot out too. You devil. I'm leaving a whole lot. Rosewood, Boogie Nights, things you do in Denver when you're dead. Oh my god! The 90s, man. the 90s. Meteor Man. Run. Meteor Man. Underrated Meteor movie. Man. Seen it. 90s like, made him talk to me. Like like 90s yeah. is what made him though what I, he is. You know? I feel like a lot of like I I was just coming into real movie nerddom when Devil in a Blue Dress hit, and mm -hmm. like I feel like a mm -hmm. lot of dorks who care about movies all of a sudden were like. Who the hell is this guy? And he went yes. on a run after that of just like boogie nights and wrote like one out of sight, like movie after movie after movie that was just like per like great performances, weird, interesting, funny movies. I ranked him at number two, but like it, it was it was a hard <laughs> call. It was a hard look. Call. Mouse from Devil in a Blue Dress is one of the best characters you'll ever see. Right, and it's mouse funny, is hilarious. It's that it's that always surprising. Like every scene, he's doing a new thing you don't expect. You 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 don't. That guy's unpredictable, and like that's what makes that movie so interesting. Is like, what the hell is? How is Mouse gonna screw this up? You know, like what what wrench is he gonna throw in Easy Rollins' plans? Now, you know, and it's like that kind of momentum that makes a movie exciting to watch. 
for sure, a hundred percent. I no surprise. I knew when I had DJ on the oceans too. It's the Hell two yeah. of us. Well, of course, we were having Don Cheadle one and two, sir. I love it. Listen, that was one of the easiest choices when you sent me this list is to put Don Cheadle at number one because you pay him his money. Okay, this man <laughs> pay him his money. This man. <laughs> made such a choice with that trilogy and that trilogy is one of the things that i've rewatched probably more than almost any other beside like rocky mm -hmm. it's probably the one i've seen like the most yeah. in my life it's just imminently rewatchable and hilarious and the choices that that guy made like he swung for the fences and just stuck with it and it was great for me yeah i think 12 and 13 are both pretty underrated like the whole trilogy 100 is good 100%. and i feel like everybody always goes back to that first one but they're, they're, and they're all different a lot too, and they're yeah. all like they all have kind of their own vibe and their own kind of distinct flavor it's like it's really well but Soderbergh's great man. Um, I had Benicio at number two because of the usual suspects and what I think is one of the funniest comedies of all time in Snatch I absolutely mm -hmm. love those two uh, but Lon and Paige you had that my soul Drew step in when you want because y'all are kind of on your own here what do you got yeah <laughs> look I have been sitting quietly and patiently and listening to all this Kathy Bates slander and it's been it's been tough like it's been rough like I've just been sitting here look I would like to call this Kathy Bates is what I would like to call a Midas touch actor. Okay. There, there are actors that no matter whether they're in a film for the entire runtime or they're in the film for about 30 seconds, yeah. it is gold. Like whatever they're doing, it is absolute gold. And Kathy Bates is consistently the best part of damn near whatever film she's in, everything. You will not go throughout the film and be like, oh, I don't remember Kathy Bates in that movie. You will never ever say mm -hmm. that, you know? And obviously Misery, and thank you, Lon, for, for leading up with Dolores Claiborne because that is my like definitive Kathy Bates role. That is, that should have been a colossal hit. Kathy Bates crushes that movie. It almost feels like a film entirely formed just for her. And it is one of my favorite performances I've ever seen by an actor or actress in a film. Um, she, yeah, she even takes a movie as terrible, no offense, as the water boy and is memorable in that. Um, and then yes. she does that role years later in a much better movie in Richard Jewell, where she is heart crushing in Richard Jewell. <laughs> and you remember her in that movie. She's amazing. And mm -hmm. are you there? Are you there? God, it's me, Margaret. She crushes it, obviously, in about Schmidt. And and she's unsinkable in Titanic. She is she is a Midas touch actor. There is nobody, and this woman has had a run of it since the beginning. They always been trying to cast her. Well, well, they always been trying to make her seem like like because because she's matronly and she's homely. They've been casting this woman as people's moms since she was like thirty mm -hmm. years old. All right, and she has defied that, and she has remained fabulous and powerful and unsinkable. And she is one of the greatest character actors of all time who can then star in her own movie. Mm -hmm. And yeah. I defy anyone to give me a single Kathy Bates week performance. I, I I will say it. Like she's even great in The Family That Prays. Like like she's even great. Oh in that yes, movie. she is. And that yes, script is. is dog shit. And she is great in that movie. Okay, that's the one with one of the like most deserved Midas slaps touch. of all time. Even though you never put your hand on a woman, right? That, that, I, that one. That so like, like little spoiler. But Sanaa Lathan is is my queen. She's one of I think the most stunning women of all time. And yet, like. When she gets backhanded that movie and she does the full like like over the couch, <laughs> I cheered. That was so yes. deserved. I'm yes. sorry. The, the, you don't put your hands on women, but that that was a very very deserved little thing happening there. But anyway, um, Harry's Law is the television show Kathy Bates did that I absolutely oh, loved. Law. That's right. That was canceled way too soon, and I absolutely That's loved. Amil right. uh, Amin is also in it. He played MLK and Rustin. That was like I always go back to that. Anyway, if you have a chance to see it, it's a nice little watch. She was in the office. How did I forget about this? And she had the she's great the CEO scene. of Saber. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Joe Bennett. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> she's she's as reliable as it comes. That's the only thing I'm gonna say. She's she's my yeah. number one. I know she's obviously gone and nobody was gonna fight for her, but the Kathy Bates is I think <laughs> one of three, the three. No, she was one of the classics. <laughs> She'll like go down in like cinema history as like one of like the best like character actresses and kind of like what you said though. Yeah, mm -hmm. but yeah, one of the best actresses, period. Especially at like our time. Like she kills it in everything she's in. So 
Yeah. Definitely agree. Drew, Drew, I always forget you're one of the one of the only people that matches my Harry Potter love. So I was not surprised that you have Helena as number one. Yeah, That's... like I got Harry Potter tatted on me. Uh, for me, <laughs> I think it makes sense. Like when I say like fantasy and like Harry Potter's my favorite types of movies. Like I love those things. Take me to a different world. Give me a character that I will not be able to like see in real life. And I think that she does that for me. I think that she is so different and weird in like the best ways possible and when it comes to like her films like i'm throwing those things on like repeatedly i'm watching harry potter annually during my you know november december time i recently watched planet of the apes again and it's just like i forgot about you being in this movie and it's like it was one of my favorite movies like as a child as well as a child okay as long as you put as a child at the end of that <laughs> Maybe not a great movie, but the ape, all the ape makeup and effects, yeah. were, it's incredible. It yeah. really we're about to get our Oscar winner, Paul Giamatti. Yeah, like he right looks now. like and an he was in that movie, in that. so it it's really really okay. Yeah, I agree. Well, I, I really, I just, I just love her. I love that I when. When I know that she's in a film, I want to know what she's going to bring to the film. When she, when I knew that she was in Ocean's Eight, I'm like, what kind of character are you going to be in Ocean's Eight? And she was just marvelous. That's to right. me. So it's just, you know, everything. Cinderella, Sweeney Todd, um, Alice in Wonderland is one of my favorite mm -hmm. performances of her. Um, so, yeah, you know, she's just my kind of actress that's in my kind of movies. See, I, I agree with this. See, I had her at number two, which was so close. But another reason I have her up so high is, like you said, Ocean's 8. Another part of the franchise just extends. They knocked it out of the park in my book as far as playing those characters. She was great as that weird fashion designer trying to, like, get close to Anne Hathaway. And it's just the way she played. It's even perfect in Harry Potter. Like, if you need a strange character, you, ca you cast her as Lestrange. It's, like, right there in the damn name. Right. Like, like you can't best. go wrong. You can't miss with that. In Harry Potter, like, what? This woman's amazing. Amazing. If she's yeah. watching this, but she's probably not. You are amazing. She's watching. This man is absolutely right. watching. She's watching. She definitely watching. is. You are amazing. It's like it's like five a.m. in the morning where she is. Mm -hmm. You guys come back. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> she is my number one fan. I gotta support her because she's gonna support me on this show. <laughs> she'll watch the playback. <laughs> That's true. That's true. <laughs> Shooting in Georgia. Yeah, all over. Yeah. Uh, the uh, London page, I have Benicio as uh, your number one. Uh, sure. Go on ahead. Of course we do, because we have great taste in films. And this man has such an amazing filmography. I think that's that's why I banked him at number one. He has the most films that I will go and rewatch, whether it be like Snatch or The Wolfman, which I feel like no one ever talks about. And I freaking <laughs> love that movie. Uh, Fair and Loathing in Las Vegas. Sicario. And like, let's be honest, like the usual suspect, that's like one of, even though it is controversial now with the director and Kevin Spacey and stuff, I take, he has nothing to do with any of that. And he gives a stellar performance in it. And that movie is awesome. And yeah, just every like film that he's been in that he really just like shines and he's just a killer. If you think about it too, he was in Guardians of the Galaxy, Sin City. I love Sin City. No one ever talks about that. Savages underrated film um he just he always just brings his a-game and he's just like a beautiful man to look at so i think there's nothing wrong with having him at number Pitt. one <laughs> yeah i mean i think one of the cool things about him is, is the you know the range like in his early career he played a lot of like thugs and tough guys like we were talking about license to kill that bond movie he's a, he's a lot of like heavies in the 80s but he was also i think what he's like uh he's like the dog boy or the wolf boy in big top peewee he shows up in a lot of random <laughs> yeah. um but then but you know he can also be scary like he can also be like the heavy like sicaria obviously or or uh you know uh, and then there's way of the gun where he's sort of playing against type is like this kind of more goofy sort of send up of an assassin character but then there's also fear and loathing or inherent vice where he's like this alcoholic wreck you know like like big unpredictable <laughs> force of nature kind of chaotic and it's just like so many different modes it's really hard to peg him down and yeah across so many or traffic like the upstanding you know cop who's like trying to actually get things done and i i so many different kinds of benicio del toro roles across so many great movies mm -hmm. he just yeah there was no way i could 
I could not think of. Yeah. yeah, I absolutely love the man. Again, Usual Suspects is my brother's favorite movie of all time. And I, it's it's so amazing. And again, Snatch is the best. Just, I will watch anything Guy Ritchie because of that film. Uh, but Lon, you also have uh, uh, Javier, your number two. So final thoughts. No, on I had Javier at, at four. Don Cheadle was two. I had Sorry, Don Cheadle. I'm looking at somebody else. That's her. Right I, had, Don I two. had Javier at two. Yeah. Anything you have about Don and just the rest of the list and any final thoughts in general? Oh, I mean, yeah, I kind of jumped in with a lot of my – like Don Cheadle versus Benicio Del Toro was really the wrestling match. Really, like what one versus two. I kind of knew it was going to be one and two with those guys, and then everybody else would would sort of come after. I, I do I, – I have to say, Jesse Plemons, I, I felt bad ranking him at number six because <laughs> if we're know. talking about just performance to performance, like – a, a major run he's on right now. Game Night, yes. Judas, Power of the Dog, Killers of the Flower Moon, Thinking of Ending Things. And even, I thought Jungle Cruise, not a good movie, but his commitment to doing an incredibly silly voice. and Loved like, it. It was he's, actually really good. He's, he's got a very high one, batting average right now. He's the one who gets what movie he's in more than I think almost like, uh, no, it's him and like Giamatti is the other guy who's doing like, yes. a, like a goof. Yes. Those two are in the good version of that movie and everybody else is like, no, get on get on their level, like be more like Plemons. So shout out to him. I, I felt bad putting him at number six, but, yeah. but there you go. Yeah. Paige, you're the one who has uh, Javier at number two. So any final yeah. thoughts there and on the list in general? I mean, I just love beautiful Latino Spanish men, I guess. <laughs> and no, he, he is someone that is like a force to be reckoned with. I mean, he brings such like a gravitas and like such like, um, even though I hate the movie Mother, like he's just great in that movie. Like anything that he's in, I just like I know his performance is gonna be like stellar and like like draw me in. I mean, no country for old men, like we've talked about that a million times. Like Vicky Cristina Barcelona, like sexy man in it. I mean, I love Dune and he kills it in that. I mean, this is like eat pray love, like come on, like the man. The man is beautiful to look at, and he's got the acting chops. So, yeah. uh, Marisol, you had uh, Don at your number two. But final thoughts uh, about the list, him, everybody in general. I mean, it was a tough list. Yeah, he he and Kathy were my two that were they, they were dancing. They were they were sidestepping each other for like for like a couple hours while I was making this. Um, and then I settled on Kathy. But Don Cheadle, he's been he's always been. You could tell that man was driven. I remember the first time I ever saw Don Cheadle. He was in an episode of season one of The Fresh Prince of Bel Air, and yep. he played he played yep. Ice Tray. He played Ice Tray. Ice Tray. He played he played <laughs> Will's like best friend from back home, and um and he was just bringing some kind of level like. Will Smith came into his own on that show, obviously, and as an actor, but he was just bringing some intensity and some level just on like a, a sitcom on NBC, like like in in the prime time. And and then, like you said, live when he had that breakthrough with um, Devil in a Blue Dress, it was just so clear this man was operating with a commitment to his craft on level that you were going to get a plus commitment and performance from this man, no matter what movie he in. He's one of the only black people that. Paul Thomas Anderson likes to work with. Um, so, you know, every time somebody shows up in Paul Anderson movie, so he had that and he crushed it in Boogie Nights. Um, so that, that means something. And he has always been effortlessly cool, but effortlessly also vulnerable and intelligent. And you know, there's a lot bubbling under the surface with him. And I'm happy for him when he had that peak with Hotel Rwanda and, you know, like awards recognition, because that movie is just, devastating and he stretches himself even further as an actor in that film um but I, i'm a really big fan i showed um i showed uh talk to me to someone last year and talk to me is just him really really embracing a character and finding him his inspiration and and bringing kind of all his tools to the table showing how hilarious he is simultaneously hilarious his comedic timing is pristine this man um excellent comedic timing and effortlessly moves into dramatic to comedic to 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 upsetting to harrowing. Um, his range is crazy. I could have put him at number one, but I had to stick by. I had to stick by my Kathy. I had to stick by Kathy. But I understand why you guys have him at number one. Um, this list was a tough list. I mean, we all said it. Jesse Jesse had to go on a technicality. He had to be number six at the low end of the pack on kind of technicalities. But all of these people, it's really clear by what we're saying the impact and the range that all of them have and how unbelievably talented they are. And some of them have been recognized with Oscars, some of them with nominations, and it's all well-deserved. 
Drew, you had Kung Fu Kenny at number two. Uh, give your final thoughts on everything. Yeah, honestly, <laughs> everything that Marisol already said, he can be funny, he can be serious. I just think that he can do it all. He has that range. And then he's in things that I just love to just randomly throw on. I'm a, I watch Marvel films, so if I'm just bored or doing stuff, I'll throw on Marvel films, love him in those. Um, Hotel Rwanda, like you guys said, it's a one-time watch movie for me, but even though I watched mm -hmm. it that one time, it's still very memorable. I remember it to this day um black monday that series that he was in yeah, a little yeah. was was really good as well and then i love ocean movies as well which is something that i watched those oceans film after i watched ocean eight so like going back and watching those and like the blueprint like where it came from like oh yeah like y'all y'all did that so he's, <laughs> he's just one of those guys you know very versatile and i really like him but um Y'all said this list was very hard. It wasn't hard for me. <laughs> <laughs> like the bottom, like four, maybe were kind of hard. Like, how do I want to play Shaw? But I knew that, you know, my girl was going to be number one and that Dom was going to be number two. Well, shoot, DJ had that, but had it flipped. So you're not I, the I only had it flipped, but it was the same thing right off the bat. It was Don <laughs> Cheadle. Like, he knows Don Cheadle. Yeah. As soon as he gave me that list, he knew Don Cheadle was number one. I, I knew it was time. happening. I knew it was happening. I kind of stacked it in there. But DJ, bring yeah. us home. Last thoughts about the list, about Helena, Don, and anybody you want to talk about. Man, um, like you said, hell of a stacked cast of people. Um, it's kind of fun to debate, like, where some people should be put because you always have personal preferences, obviously, with me, with Don. And we talked about it before. And just I love the fact that there's other people I could talk to that love and know of the movie Meteor Man because, to me, Classic. It's such an classic. underrated classic so comedy. Good. It is so, so good. damn good. I never hear anybody even acknowledge that movie exists. It's, it's weird for me to hear that now because when I like I was of the age range that like I saw that in the theater and remember <laughs> everybody at my school like that was a huge movie among people who were like 12 years old when I was 12 years old. <laughs> like the fact that so now good. it's like not rated anymore. It's like oh right because I'm old. All the people who remember that from when they were in school are like 50 now. Like you know it was, a, it was a staple on my television but yeah lot. like when Same. i like that was the movie that like you could quote that movie and everybody would know you were doing meteor man it was just one of those <laughs> movies that everybody had seen but I like to know. have to have that role and then like to have another very small supporting role rush hour two another movie you endlessly rewatch it's just that man just always knocked it out of the park for me and that's why i love having him in the list but just to be able to even go through the filmography and remember all the other movies that I might've forgotten about from some of these other people. And to even hear about some of these, like that I've never seen, like, are you there? God, it's me, Mark, all that to be able to go and check some of these movies out that I haven't seen. I'm just looking forward to that now. Cause mm -hmm. this was a hell of a lot of fun. Finally got to be on the show after watching so damn much. So thank you. <laughs> I'm, I'm glad to have you on uh, uh, real quick, DJ. Uh, thank you for being here. Everybody. Thank you, DJ. Let the people know uh, what you got going on in your life and where they can find you. Oh, uh, well, we kind of talked about before. I have a new show. It's called Cinemojis. Uh, it's a new trivia movie game. That you Basically, uh, I give you the, the emojis that describe the plot of a film. You tell me the movie title. I actually just had Amaru and Marisol on in the last episode. So go to YouTube, uh, just type Cinemojis and uh, check it out. I got this next coming episode in two weeks is going to be a Valentine's themed uh, rom-com love triangle match. So we got three guests coming on. Uh, first triple threat match and it's going to be a lot of fun. So check that out in two weeks. Marisol, what about you? Tell people what uh, you got going on in your life. Um, I am always watching movies, always loving movies, always down to talk with movies. And in the meantime, um, I am in the midst of Adam Collins and I are at work through wrapping up kind of the end of the year, still 2023 on Champs on Film on our YouTube channel. Um, we are about to release finally our top uh, 10 films for each of us of 2023. I'm just finishing the editing on that video. That'll be up soon on our channel. And we just interviewed uh, one of um, Adam's good friends from his childhood, um, Charlie Piper, who is just, uh, he just penned a, a new hilarious splatter comedy on Shudder called Destroy All Neighbors, which is just out on oh, Shudder. We I literally just watched that two days ago. <laughs> Hell yeah. It's, it's, it's a lot of fun. It's a it lot is of fun. Effects, yeah. Oh yeah, it's, 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 it's fully committed to that. That's Charlie's background. That's what he adores. Um, he's a screenwriter for that film. So we interviewed him on our channel. Great talk. Charlie's a really wonderful animated guy. A lot of great stories about all the people he worked with. He collaborated with Alex Winter and everybody. Yeah. Um, great, great interview. You could check out on our channel, Champs on Film. You can follow us there on uh, um, Instagram, on YouTube. And then I am on um, X. Um, my handle is Marisol underscore Mariah. 
Maybe I'll never call it X ever again. Yeah. <laughs> I, like, I don't know. When you said Twitter. X, I was like, what is that? I don't know what's cool. I've been calling it Twitter, and then I got me called up, and then I, I got called Twitter. a grandma. So then I started, I was like, you oh, and right, not a whatever. I don't uh, know. Uh, right, Lon, right. always a pleasure to, Lon, always a pleasure to have you, sir. Let the people know what you got going on in your life, Oh, uh, you know, uh, stuff. Uh, Honest Trailer Commentaries, we're, we're sort of on hiatus right now. So if you've noticed that there aren't Honest Trailer Commentaries on Tuesday, we're coming back. Uh, but you can follow Honest Trailers still on YouTube. I'm continuing to write those. Or you can follow me on Twitter at L-O-N-S. That's where I post jokes and updates about whatever other stuff I'm writing or working on. Yes, Lon does do honest trailers. It's amazing that I know this man. Uh, it's also amazing that I know Drew. Drew, please let the people know what you got going on. Please go follow her. Please. Yeah, you know, um, what I got going on, I'm always watching movies. I'm always watching movies, and I'm always talking about movies that I'm watching. So if you ever want to just hear me talk shit about movies that I love or maybe hate, you can find me at Drew Suave, D-R-E-U-X, uh, S-U-A-V-E, on Twitter, Instagram and I'm now on TikTok. I, you know, I, I joined where the kids was um, on TikTok, <laughs> and you get the most love on TikTok if you didn't know that. So if you don't have a page, go make a page and get your followers up. But TikTok yeah. scares me. Yes, yeah, you know, <laughs> all I do is like I just take the videos that I'm putting on reels, like on Instagram, and I just download them and put them on TikTok. You know, so but yeah, because Instagram doesn't love to like to show love. Like, oh yeah, but I talk about movies and shit. <laughs> Easy, I see you. I, I see you, sir. Uh, you can catch me and Paige at Bite Size Breakdown. All the things. Uh, and thank all of my guests so much for having you on. It's been a minute since One Gotta Stay has been uh, has been on, and I'm so glad to have these beautiful faces here. Uh, but if you know me, you know I gotta end the show with our riddle for the next episode of One Gotta Stay. Uh, and DJ mentioned it. Next month is the month for love uh, and any kind of love that you want to have, like love when you see a couple and, and you're like, you know what, uh, I'll have what they're having. Uh, or on the other side, the love where like you got to fight for it. Uh, you want to play for it. Uh, and even if we win, maybe you'll say, you know what, double or nothing. Uh, because because mm -hmm. it, it wasn't over. It, it still isn't over. You're going fight after fight after round after round, just yelling your significant other's name. That's the kind of love I want. The kind of love that, like, you, you just say, I, I just can't quit you. I, I just can't do it. Like, that's what it is. All love is great. You know, there's one exception, though. There, there is one exception. When there's room on the damn door. When there's room on the damn door. With that, for Paige, for Drew, for DJ, and for Marisol and Lon, we are out of here. What you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. At no point in your rambling, incoherent response were you even close to anything that could be considered a rational thought. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. I award you no points, and may God have mercy on your soul. <laughs>